Hello and welcome to this week's The Two Pinter uh, with me, Gaz. And me, John. Together we argue about sport, um, some all different angles of sport, and we usually, when we've had a debate, we use uh, the two pinters or two pints as our um, bet. Uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for, John? Gambling. The stake. That's it. The stake. The stake for our our arguing. If you want to follow us on Twitter and Facebook, we're at Pinter2. That's at Pinter2 on Twitter and Facebook. And um, please please send us your barmaid questions where we'll try and argue or debate uh, any question that comes in or some questions that come in. Um, this week, we've sort of de- decided to a bit of an overhaul. There wasn't really a lot going on in the sporting world. and there's, well, There was no Premier League. It was International Week. And uh, we decided to call it the happy hour. So if you're not happy after listening about this, um, then there's something wrong. Uh, it may not be, actually be an hour either, but um, we'll, we'll call it happy time, maybe. Um, Drinks are flowing, yeah. Drinks are flowing, coming from <laughs> everywhere. Well, we thought we'd just look at a couple of um, issues around sports that we have and maybe just debate them. And uh, the first one is sort of my hobby horse, I suppose, is, is football and it's refereeing. And I th- basically, the um, I think refereeing in this country, not just this country, I've seen most of, uh, most of Europe, um, it's just awful, awful refereeing in football at the highest level, uh, and it's no good just saying. I don't think there's no good in just saying, "Oh well, you know, the referees have a tough job, or the referees um, aren't of the standard." It's been like this for a long time. So why why don't we just completely overhaul the refereeing system? Um, in hockey, I was looking at a couple of other sports of what they're doing. In hockey, they have uh, referees in each quadrant or each quarter. Uh, so maybe we need some more referees out there. So one referee does one section of the pitch. Uh, maybe have a couple more linesmen there. I know they've tried it with the, the linesmen behind the goal uh, with UEFA, which almost seemed like a good idea, except they didn't give them any powers and gave them a stick to wave at people, um, which just for me just seemed pointless. But basic, my basic premise or my basic issue is that I think refereeing in this in football is is awful and needs changing. Any thoughts? Um, yeah, I don't feel that strong about it, if I'm honest. I don't, I don't always think it's great, and I think they, they do miss decisions, and um, yeah, some, some make some silly decisions, some just seem to avoid a big decision. Um, but I think we get very excited about it because we have the benefit of replays from every different which angle, and you can make an instantaneous decision as quickly as you like. and which makes anyone who makes a real decision in time look bad. And now you can look at a decision and say, that referee's completely bold that. But if he hasn't got quite a clear angle, he's not entirely sure, then you shouldn't make a decision based on probability. You should make a decision yeah. you've actually seen. Um, I don't think it's great. And I countless examples of um, referees every weekend will make a mistake somewhere, but it gives us something to talk about. And... Uh, yeah, but, right. But that's, that's uh, not that's not a reason. That's not a reason just to allow it to happen, just because it gives us something to talk about. If we weren't talking about uh, referees' bad decisions, we'd be talking about wonderful goals or wonderful team play or what great tactics a manager uses. But every week, almost almost without fail, there's a in the big games. There's a big decision, not just like a little decision about um, like, oh, the, the Burnley game. Actually, the Spurs one where they got the uh, the throw in went the wrong way and they went at the other end and scored. The um, not, I don't mean those kind of decisions. That, you know, that, the little throw-ins are still time for players to make a difference, into, in, despite a bad decision from a referee. But when there's, I suppose, from a Liverpool point of view, 
we get we've had quite a few decisions go our way this season. So um, if I'm ever in a position, it's not this isn't sour grapes or anything. If I'm ever in a position to, to talk about uh, bad refereeing, it's probably probably this season we've uh, we've benefited quite a few times. Uh, not just us. There's other teams that benefited from bad decisions, but. Um, I just think the incompetence of referees at the highest level it's just it's just horrendous yeah yeah going to square I think we get too high on it because there's so many he's just doing a referee's job he's got God knows how hundreds of potential decisions to make in a game every tackle is a potential decision every time the ball goes out it's a decision every time the ball goes out of potential one player it's a decision either which way hmm by law of averages you're going to get some wrong aren't you um, and are we saying that I mean, you, you're incompetent what, they're just not trained enough they don't understand the game is it that we want more ex-professionals at a decent level refing are we saying they're not fit enough and they can't keep up with play are yeah. we are you, well, what, I suppose what, yeah, what, what do you mean by incompetency a bit more I say, well you, there's a, a few of those I'd probably address the, the, um, the players or ex-players refereeing I think would be would be good um, I think it would give uh, referees, so I don't think sometimes have the, the I don't know whether the wherewithal, wherewithal to to understand how um, a ball's ricocheted or something gone somewhere or how somebody's made a, a desperate lunge and why that's happened. You know, I, I think there is a little bit of lack of um, lack of experience of playing playing football. I don't think it even particularly any high level. I just think um, yeah, sometimes it just comes across as though they're just like school teachers who are who are just trying to. I don't know. Get a trip off the power that they have. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, but uh, okay, you look at other sports, and it is it reasonable? Um, you said something about hockey, uh, cricket. You have the umpire, and you have uh, the third umpire. Um, you, they switch around each way. Um, I'll come back to rugby because it's slightly different. But in American sports, they all have a host of referees. Basketball, they've got a few. Um, NFL, they've got a few, and they'll come together and talk. But you still get refereeing controversy, so. Or are we saying we think another bloke on the pitch and they each have a half and then they've got less to run around and they can concentrate more on that but you'll still be called into action won't you if say it's down your side and the other referee happens to be on this side or or one of the Lions was talking about I mean even even when you did have you have referees and Lions been communicating like that City one with a ridiculous um, mm. Sterling goal the other week which after they discussed I'm not really sure why they gave the goal and I'm not sure whatever will ever know but um so you, you could bring more you could bring more referees in. Um, I don't think it hurt, but like you say, when they did the men behind the goal, they just did seem to seem to avoid any decision as much as they could. Um, maybe right then. Maybe right, no more referees isn't the answer. So maybe the answer is um, punishing referees more, or giving. So if they make a bad decision, or they they make um, not not just not just a bad decision it has to be a, a decision that's altered the game. Well, like, like the Sterling one, for example. Well, that referee should be demoted um, several places, and I know it's been talked about before about why, why can't the referees come and talk about the decisions after the game? Like you say, we'll never know why that decision happened for Sterling. Um, well, the referee should come out and say, "Well, I had, I had this discussion with the linesman. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have gone with what I went." But but you know, at least you'd have some context for why the referees give decisions, and maybe if, under more scrutiny, maybe. You know, there'll be there'll be a better standard of they'll try and push themselves harder. Potentially, I don't think that necessarily has to play out in public. Like, like no other referee or players do. You know, we, when if uh, Matt Mohammed Salah has a bad game in the weekend, you're, you're, the clock's not going to throw him out to the uh, to, to the public and 
tell him what he did, all of the things he did wrong, did he? But it's yeah, I will admit it's quite murky how referees rate themselves, and apparently there's someone who goes around and rates them each week and watches them. Um, it's rare they get demoted, but then I don't know if if, if the standards are poor as you say it is, who's going to replace? Are we, are we just like going to keep? And if you make, you're obviously going to make mistakes in games. That's human. Um, do you, where, where do you decide what what is it a level of mistake? How big an effect it has um, in terms of if you demote them or if you just give them a chance next week and say, okay, if you didn't do great in Liverpool Spurs this weekend, you can have uh, the, the yeah, you can have Cardiff Fulham. Um, or yeah, where, where where do you draw the line between um, who you demote, like to the Championship or below, and, and who you keep on and maybe give them bigger, lesser game? Is it is it on what the effect is? Is it are we are we prioritising like presumably prioritise safety at the highest level, uh, the level of the highest? So if someone who doesn't keep players on the pitch safe worse, and then what things that lead to goals, that lead to penalties or, or non penalties? Where it's I, I think maybe it, it, it would it, be an overhaul. What you're talking about? Yeah, I, th- I think it needs to. Be, oh, maybe maybe that's part of the. If people can email in or um, message in. Which way? How could we improve refereeing in this in this country? Maybe need some proper out the box thinking of. Um, that wasn't the pun intended there, but uh, out the box <laughs> thinking of uh, of um, of how we how we referee games and how we referee football. Um, I mean, the, the, the VAR thing at the moment's been handled poorly I think it possibly will is a is a good thing um in in the long run when it when it does come in but at the moment it's 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 so many teething problems and it's just all a bit of a mess at the moment isn't it and um some issues are just down to interpretation uh there there was that one uh was it in the um was it in the super cup where the uh the bar they went to the bar in Spain and the um uh Copperdell Copperdell race and they went to the uh the VAR room and there was nobody in the VAR room. <laughs> um, <laughs> I missed this. That looked great. <laughs> but That's the uh, but yeah, so it, maybe it just needs some some other other thinking at the moment. But I think I think if you if, so if I if I if I was a referee and I'd made a decision and I know, knew that at the end of the game I had to justify that decision um, and I, my decision was going to be under scrutiny. I think I'd, I'd rather than just willy nilly just give wrong decisions. I like to think that you'd have a bit more pressure on you which brings out the best in you so like when there's examples when um, the referee's looking directly at somebody as they handle the ball or as they um, as, as a foul's happened and they they just they just, they just ignore it they don't the players come running over and they just it's, it's, oh no I didn't, didn't see it or they just, just ignore it completely I think there just needs to be some more accountability I think that's probably my well, my bottom line <laughs> I see. I disagree with your sort of point of if there's more scrutiny. They'll, I think they'll just make less decisions. I think they'd just try and go with the thing. I didn't quite have a clear angle. I didn't see this, and mm. I didn't wasn't sure on that. It's a lot quicker in real time than you get on the replays, and I think they'd just get more gun shy, um, more accountability in a way. But I don't know. Yeah, we're talking about a, a set of people who are paid a decent amount, but not nearly as much as people are playing. Um, I think the the attitude of footballers doesn't help as well. I don't want to get on a big one about footballers being all tyrants and every other sport they're angels because that, that's rubbish. <laughs> uh, um, like, you know, rugby. Uh, they like to play, we like to claim that it's only the um, captain who talks to refs. That's that's bollocks. Um, but um, but generally, when the footballer when in football when they make a big decision, they're going to then be surrounded by a whole team of players um, and. Uh, 
that's that's pressure. You know, you're talking, and you're, you're not talking small people there. You're talking, you do it against a, a you know, a, well, I could say Real Madrid for Ronaldo. You do it against the Juve, say. You could be surrounded by Ronaldo um, and Co. Dybala. You know, a, a lot of big name players who could then who can then go on social media and have a reach of millions and millions, and your name can get dragged through the mud. I mean, the who's the guy? Was it Tor Henning? Oh, yeah, the, the Swede. Um, the, Oh, Norwegian, yeah, was he? The, the one that did Norwegian, Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea Vars, yeah, yeah. fucking horrendous game. Chelsea could have had four penalties. Um, but yeah, he was, he, you know, he did get death threats after that, and, um, and football fans are, are known to be a passionate bunch. Um, so I agree, accountability, I'm not quite sure. It is, it'd be nice to hear a bit more off the professional, is it the Referees Association, or how they, it was David Ellery headed it for quite a long while, didn't he? I think it's still nice Mike, Mike Riley, I think, isn't it? He was for a while. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice to know how a bit more about how they do things and how they try and improve things because mainly you just hear that they work hard and um, I heard, you know I've heard Hal Webb on podcasts and he, he's quite an interesting chap uh, I know he's a favourite of Liverpool fans um, yeah he's and uh, he, I think Ferguson's going to bring him out of retirement as well isn't he <laughs> we'll join, uh, join him in the stands um, and you know, he, he talks very interestingly about it. It's quite interesting the stuff that they have to do fitness-wise, which mm. doesn't necessarily translate to the game always, I don't think. But they're, they're better than they used to be referees, uh, to, to be fair. Um, it'd be nice to see a little bit more, uh, just, yeah, precaution on um, throwing them to the walls and having to justify decisions, I think. But, um, yeah, I think but then, players have got to take some, take some account. Of it. Or, or I'd like to just see ref- referees be a bit harder every time players run up and surround them. Just start, I'd happily see them throw out yellow cards willy-nilly. Um, so, so, but if you if you're saying so if you're basically saying that the um, the game's hard in terms of the fans in terms of the, the big name players and the, the big reach that they have in the global sport and um, it's harder than other sports well let's make the re- the refereeing part easier then let's do something to equip them that that makes it easier uh, you think of, like, you think of like you gave an example of cricket before and they got two fellas watching and and the um, the uh, fellow in the stands watching uh, one ball, and there's not other things to watch, is there? There's just there's just that ball. That's wherever that ball ends up on the on the field. That's where they're watching, and there's not any off the ball incidences. I suppose you maybe you can argue about um, whether somebody runs too early, or but by and large, it is just that ball, and, and wherever that ball goes. With rugby, they have a million things to look at. When the, when the ball's in play, um, who's offside? Who's coming in? At the, who's coming in uh, at the side? Who's there for rooks formed or malls formed? You know, there's loads of things. Who's who's in front of the kicker? Um, what are the? What is the tackler release? Is the tackler back on his feet? Uh, there's loads of things that are going on, and we don't have the same scrutiny or the same issues in in rugby where people are saying, well, all all rugby referees are awful. No, um, um, but I think some of that is probably about the reaction of rugby players as well. It's the sort of point I was making. I think that footballers throw their hands up in the air. We automatically, fans join in and mirror that behaviour. And you, you see it when young players get annoyed and, and shout at referees as well. And I know it's a lot better than it used to be in terms of if you go and watch a Sunday league game, parents going mental on the sideline. But football has always, always been a sport where it's... Uh, very much part of the fun to abuse the referee. Um, but that, we, but that... We've also... But that comes back to the referee. Um, the referee has it in his power to send somebody off, but but they don't do it. It's like the issues with corners. One referee pings somebody for a foul on the corner, and it's in uproar, but he's right, it's, it should happen. But it's because none of the other referees do it. 
So are they? Are they all just? Are they all cowards? Are they all part of the system where they don't feel like they're going to get backed up if they do that? And is it just that it's inconsistently applied? Those laws, like yeah, I think the inconsistency. I think I think some of the. Um, but is it? I mean, sorry, is it inconsistency in terms of like if you start doing this and will you get back in or will you sort of be like I say left to get abused by Jurgen Klopp? Pep Guardiola, whoever in the press, and then have a load of fans get on your case on on Twitter. Your okay, referee probably not the best place to be on Twitter, but <laughs> if you, you've got a right to have an account if you so want one, um, and just get a load of stick. And I'm sure fans will find a way to any idiot will find a way to get to you anyway. Um, is it that you? I mean, it's, it's rare. It's, you, you sometimes hear of it in the week that a, a decision should have been different, or they either turn a yellow or, or red card, and then I sometimes say they're not going to overturn it but it's not really a particular backing from the uh, the Premiership or whoever of we believe in the referee we understand his decision it was this this and this it's you, you, it's all quite secret but I can see your point on, account, uh, on accountability it would be interesting but I don't think referees are put in a good position I think they're generally left to carry most of it and so I wouldn't put all the blame on them um, mm. and I'm, I'm not sure they're in the best system rugby yeah it's, it's a good one in that they've got a lot going on but I think they're probably helped by the, the atmosphere around the place helping with football. Um, yeah, like I say, it's, it's encouraged from... It's much more stars. tribal, isn't it? It is, and it's, um, it, you know, we, we, we've all been to football matches and sung um, colourful songs about referees, uh, and it's, um, yeah, some people seem to use it as an opportunity to do that, and then players, um, yeah, players don't help with that, or set a bad example in that they're all going to get on a referee's case as well, so... I think it's a lonely place, and um, <clears throat> I mean your idea about getting them to watch specific things—that would be interesting. That would mean a lot more officials. Um, but if there's any sport that's got the money to employ more people, it is football, um, mm. and it is—it's—it's it's, it's difficult football, like rugby, like you say, like rugby or the American sport or cricket. I'm trying to think of one that's different, really. Probably tennis would be the only one, and even tennis you can sort of restart it quite easy. Football is very difficult to stop in a moment, isn't it? Um, and bring back that's why but, uh, but uh, that's only because the culture around it so you'd have always said the rugby was a flowing game um, but then now they you know they have somebody looking at it uh, while the game's going on and they can they can stop stop it when you know at any time really and, and you know football it's not it's not high intensity all the time is it if, if there's a if there's a lull in play or somebody kicks the ball out or you know there's definitely opportunities to, to go back and look at things uh, but I, I don't necessarily think it's it's I don't know whether it should just be all somebody in a in a caravan outside the ground who's looking at the uh, what you know what what should have happened. Uh, maybe that would help, but um, but I think just on the pitch, I think if you, uh, at most levels, if you play football, um, it's not and it's not just ah okay. I know people footballers will use referees as an excuse because that's the easy excuse, but quite often it's justified. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I just don't think the standard of refereeing in general is very good. But is that because we're asking them to do too much um, in the game? I'd probably say so. Um, so so what we're saying more referees who hopefully are more footballers of a higher level. So more referees on more money. Are we thinking to try and encourage that? And well, what I think try and, and a more account, we'd like to hear more accountability in public. Is that, is that what we? Well, for, for the, if you just look at the Premier League in specifically, they have a cut-off of age, don't they? Like 35, 36, something like that. Um, well, that's not good. <laughs> if you want 
you know, it's like saying, well, everyone's unfit after their um, their 35. There's nothing wrong with having referees with more experience. Um, it was still fit enough, you know, as long as you can meet the standards. It should, age shouldn't be a barrier, should it? It should just be whether your um, your fitness standard meets the um, or your fitness meets the required standard. Um, and that way, that you then you'd have maybe you could if you encourage ex pros to to be referees. If there was a system there, then you'd have you know more opportunities for the players in the game rather than having to be coaches or nothing. Uh, maybe there was or coaches or pundits I suppose is their only options at the moment but it helps players think about uh, what they're going to do after the game and maybe officiating would be with something more of it maybe they'd have a bit more respect if you know if David Beckham's running around the field and telling uh, I don't know um, Mo Salah not to throw himself in the air <laughs> maybe Mo Salah's more likely to listen to David Beckham or um, oh, well, I'd love the thought of Gary Neville referee in a Liverpool game would be superb but <laughs> <laughs> No, um, yeah, no, for sure. The um, cutting them off, yeah. I mean, referees like anything. It's experience. You get better. You get better the more you know, don't you? I mean, physically, there, there will be a point as a drop off, sure. But um, yeah, the more refereeing situations you see and things you sort of get an idea on how you, you know, how you manage the flow of the game, which I think is probably quite an underrated uh, rated part of what referees do. That's a big part of their job that we struggle to understand for a TV screen quite often. Um, mm. But yeah, but we should encourage them to get more and more experience and, and do that. Um, but no, I think it's a very challenging job. Um, but, but it is annoying when they have more of an influence than, than they should, for sure. Yeah, I mean, maybe we've uh, we've kind of run our. Uh, you know, we've not really got any issue, or any um, solutions there. So maybe we need to uh, ask the masses if they. Um, yeah, if you want to uh, at. Painter two on either Facebook or Twitter to let us know your thoughts um, and how we should perhaps change. And maybe maybe we'll re- look at this next week and uh, see if anyone's got any really good ideas. And maybe we can debate some of them. Um, so yeah, moving on. So that, that was a, a different way to start our pod this uh, this week. Um, but something that's in the news this week, if we change our um, our focus to boxing, is the heavyweight division, Jano. In boxing, it's uh, it's all a bit of a mess, isn't it? Uh, yeah, mess is is gonna probably be an understatement. I think um, your boy Tyson <laughs> Fury, um, you 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 heralded him as a man who just wanted to take the big fights, and um, you know, yeah. you you're telling me it was going to be free fight series him and Wilder, um, but he uh, went back on some of the stuff I think he said about not wanting not being asked about money. Um, Rolled and that is fine, you know. I'm not criticising him for taking the. Uh, I think it was reported five five fight deal for 80 million with uh, ESPN in America. But yeah, um. he announced this week that he's fighting uh, Big Tom Schwartz from Germany, um, who I don't think many people have heard of apart from uh, the keenest of boxing fans. I certainly hadn't. And you look at his record, and there's not a name you'd know on there either. Um, mm. He's undefeated, to be fair. Um, but it seems like a meant to be a exposure fight in America that. I'm not sure what he exposes really. Um, uh. you, you think if he wants to take on like an American name to try and give him a bit more of an audience, but yeah, I mean, you know, after the Wilder fight, he kind of had the you know rising from the dead uh, moment. He it was exposure what he needed really. Um, uh. And is he? I mean, the thing with Fury is he's not gonna. Well, I'd be surprised if he goes and wipes someone out and around. It's not really his style. He's more of a. A thinking man who, who makes people miss and look bad and he's awkward and quite hard, very hard to hit himself. Uh, so yeah, I'm not really sure what 
loose fighter achieves, um, apart from if he just wants a bit more of a break and a few more rounds potentially, but where's that at lead? Uh, Wilder announced he's fighting Brazil this week, uh, or no, last week, sorry, um, and uh, yeah, I'm fine. Um, Brazil, who's been his number two for a long time, while Dillian White's been number one for two years, but for some reason Brazil jumps White, um, no one knows why. Um, no, I think, uh, I think we had a debate uh, a couple months back whether uh, White deserved a heavyweight shot. Clearly, nobody else thinks he deserves it either. <laughs> well, AJ offered him a fight he didn't want to know for some reason, and maybe it's because he thought that was his way to go. And he thought, well, you know, a couple of weeks back, a couple of weeks, a few, a few weeks back, it was going to be him fighting Brazil for a shot at Wilder when we thought Wilder was fighting Fury. Mm. Um, now, while White's kind of left in the wilderness again, uh, though there has been some talk that he, he's, he's looking around America himself, but I'm not sure who <laughs> Nobody else left, is there? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Joshua has obviously um, eventually, you know, pulled the trigger with him. He, he pulled the trigger first and knew Miller and other mm. things have fallen into place. Um, and I think it's quite clear what he's trying to do. He's trying to you know, make his name bigger in America. Um, but again, if that doesn't lead to a wilder fight, what what does that do? Like, I'm, you know, I'm not asked about seeing Joshua fight any any of the other big heavyweights in America other than Wilder. Um, mm. I'd rather fight him in the UK. I think he's got the following to justify that. But I can I can understand if he wants to go to America and get on their big pay per view and, and make more money again. Um, the only, I suppose, exciting thing is that U6 coming up. Um, and he's announced that he's fighting Carlos Takam, isn't he? Which is mm-hmm. an interesting fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully um, he bests but- Takam, maybe maybe dances around him for a while and stops him late, and then he looks a bit more viable. But it's just, um, yeah, they're all on different TV networks. And I mean, at least the good one thing is that Wilder and Joshua aren't on long deals. Uh, Fury is, unfortunately. And but they can they can make good money not fighting each other, which is a sad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Joshua was on $31 million, I think I saw, for the Miller fight. Um, what, yeah, how do, how do we get them fighting each other, really? It's just, you hope that if you shout loud enough, it'll happen, and quite often does in boxing eventually, but, you know, Lewis and Tyson fought each other probably years after it would have been good to see it originally. Um, Holyfield and Tyson happened many years after. Hmm. Uh, but then, you know, Bowen and Lewis never happened, so it doesn't always happen. Um, and... Yeah, with, with boxing not having any central um, governing body who, encourage, who really encourage these things, uh, you, you, yeah, it could be could be grim for a while. Yeah, it could be. But you perhaps think that it's a slightly different um, world now, isn't it? From with Twitter and, and social media, maybe there's 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 a lot more pressure for the big big. I'm sure there was pressure anyway, but um, I think it's. I, I would imagine there'd be more pressure on on them on big ones to to fight each other now. Um, I think it, it is very disappointing with Fury. Um, I, I, I don't quite agree with you, but it's all about the money. Um, I, I don't really, I still don't think it is. I mean, he gave his um, his purse for uh, for the Wilder fight. He gave that away to charity. So I don't think it's necessarily about the money. Um, is that true? Or is he just? Uh, you said that. I wasn't ever really sure if that was true or not. Uh, well, I, I suppose you're really going on his word for it. If he, if he said that he, he gave it to a charity and then didn't give it to charity, then that's, that's gives him, um, he's, he's in negative marks, isn't he? <laughs> it doesn't have bad press, that, isn't it? Um, okay, well, I, I assumed he had. Um, it's a bit of an odd thing to, to lie about if, uh, if you haven't done, but um, cause there's, no, there's no, nobody said, oh, please give the money to charity. That's something that he you know volunteered to do. Um, but yeah, so I don't... I don't it, 
he's put himself in the on the on the same footing now as Wilder and uh, yeah Wilder and, um, and AJ. Uh, they're all now tied into um, TV networks, and um, Fury didn't have one, did he? So, he, oh, well, not one in the uh, in America. Um, so yeah, they're all now sort of on a, on a level playing field in that sense. But yeah, it's uh, it's disappointing to see Fury probably not taking. Um, a big fight this year now, but the sound of it, he's going to he's going to fight again towards the end of the year against another American, which will probably be, end up being Miller um, or one of the, another um, offshoot or discard from either uh, Wilder or um, or uh, AJ. Uh, AJ, there's not really anyone else for him left to fight other than the, the big two. So maybe he goes back to White again and begs White to fight him, or I don't know. I don't know where uh, AJ goes. Um, and same with Wilder, I don't know. The three of them, I don't, I don't, they're just messing around now, aren't they? I'm, I'm to try and be optimistic. I'm getting a bit more hopeful about Wilder, Joshua. The the language around it the last few weeks has fought a bit, and it seems to be now Hearn doesn't seem to try to be an embarrassment. Finkel doesn't, Wilder's not trying to say that AJ's running. They're both a sort of saying, we do want to get it done, it's, there's talks going on, and Overall, in this kind of thing, you want it to be as quiet, uh, more quieter than possible, really, because then you think something might actually be happening. Whereas when it was, um, her, you know, her, he said, she said, called, yeah, uh, yeah, and trying to one up each other in in the social media world, it just descends into a fucking farce, and that's why we didn't really get anywhere near it last time. And there's both sides have said they made offers, and both sides said other ones you rejected it, and whether the offer is this and blah blah. We can we spent hours debating ourselves, Gareth, who did what. Mm. Here and there, um, and I think overall their language is a bit better, and it makes me wonder if, if there's a possibility for them two later in the year, which would be, which would obviously get everything else in line. But yeah, I think once while well, there's all the talk of it and it's not happening, it just means that someone like Dylan White, who I think made a mistake not fighting AJ, but he then becomes, you know, he probably watched all the wilder stuff didn't happen, and then felt like a bit of a second choice, and kind of thought, no, I'm not doing that. Um, mm. Which then means that White, which would be it wouldn't be as good as a for AJ as a uh, a Fury or a Wilder fight, but it's still I'd still happily watch it. Um, even then, doesn't happen, and then you're looking at the big babies, and yeah, it just becomes like well, yeah, you don't want to watch the next couple of years being uh, Joshua fights the sixth heavyweight, Wilder fights the seventh, Fury <laughs> fights the fifth. You know, they just oh, mm. then someone fights the twelfth, like just um, and and hopefully money talks in the down this, and hopefully they end up fighting each other because. There is just so much money on the table, and they can put the differences aside. But it, it just becomes a bit of a a big dip piece in the contest, and who can get what out of a negotiation, and, and where they fight, and all that. And um, yeah, both sides are going to have to sacrifice. Uh, mm. And yeah, certainly people are going to have to compromise on on what what station they do it on, um, who where they fight, what size of the rings are, uh, who, who gets the percentage. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, there's there's a lot to die now. It's not just as simple as saying uh, we've given this uh, rematch clauses. Of course, are a big one that, that have held up a few fights. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm hopeful that I'm more hopeful on Wilder Joshua now. I think Fury's probably put himself out of action until uh, early next year, and mm. and yeah, and fine, uh, but good good for him. But it's not not what you want, and. Um, yeah, it just means that Vision's in a bit of limbo. Hopefully Usyk breathes a bit of life into it and, and can see that and, and Dylan White can, can keep plugging away and see if he can get something. Um, 
Well, and then, yeah, hopefully, hopefully the the young British, you know, the Joe Joyce and Dubois of this world, keep improving, and and they can come along in a couple of years and start um, putting the fights out there. But yeah, it's not a. It just seems like it's just yeah, you fans who are very into boxing. I think the likes of AJ, and then later Fury have uh, made boxing huge in this country, and, and it is a massive story. But then it can you can quickly get the sort of the part time. Casual fans disenfranchised with it by the, the how much it drags on, you know. Mm. Um, and yeah, you want you want those fans who, who want to watch an AJ but also wanting to watch the likes of Frampton and Warrington fight, which are can, can be uh, can be even better than those sort of fights, really. So, um, but yeah, it all starts in the heavyweight division. It is great when the big boys fight, and, and I hope it will happen. But hopefully, not a few years down the line when it's not as good as it could have been. LR Mayweather Pacquiao, you know. Mm. Yeah, hopefully we see something by the end of the year, but um, yeah, not gonna hold me breath. <laughs> <laughs> you can put your house on it now. Um, the only other boxing thing really is there was um, Anthony Fowler and uh, Scott Fitzgerald fight on the weekend. Um, yeah, any thoughts on that? They, they both sort of shouted at each other on Twitter like um, like five year olds in a playground, really. But. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's been quite, quite quite a funny back and forth, hasn't it? Um, but yeah, I think Fowler should should be too much for him, and uh, yeah. yeah, we'll probably carry on um, his rise up the ranks. So I'll, I'll, yeah, Fitzgerald is, is talking a good game, and they did train together as um, yeah, both team yeah, stable. yeah, team team uh, yeah, stable, but uh, all GB members weren't they together? I think, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think, I think Fowler does him and, and carries on. Uh, his rise up the ranks, uh, but yeah, it should, should be entertaining. If, it, if it's good, it's half as good as they've talked. Uh, it'll be a superb fight, but um, <laughs> I fear it probably won't be. Uh, and then the other thing about um, McGregor has retired from MMA. Has he, Gareth? Has he? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he has. Andrew, but, uh, uh, it'll be, it'll be, he'll get a big, bigger payday when he comes back again in about two months' time or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's very short odds we'll to, uh, to fight again, isn't he? Uh, I mean, you think that something like uh, the um, UFC being the very to boxing, it pretty much one promotion runs it all and they can't decide the fights. And For a long, for a few years, when I think it had a bit of a go at boxing, usurping it, though the big, best fighters did seem to fight the best all the time. Uh, that fell away a few years ago. The UFC, as it lost a couple of stars, a couple of stars sort of uh, retired and then played into different bits. Um, it became a very star-driven sport that um, that was all about what the stars wanted to do. And McGregor <laughs> led the charge of that. He was probably the the AJ of the UFC, if you like, and uh, and very much did what he wanted when he wanted and how he wanted. And, and the UFC didn't really have anything to say because he was that big a star. And whenever he thought it was a big event. Um, yeah. So I think he's pissing around. He's got his uh, his whiskey company doing very well for itself, and um, yeah, he probably just hasn't had quite the offer he wants right now. There was talk of him having to do a co-main event, uh, which was uh, just nonsense. I don't know how you'd have McGregor not fighting top of the bill um, <laughs> in the UFC, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, he'll be back. I think he'll he'll go piss around for a little while longer. He, he's obviously made us an absolute fortune already, just off the Mayweather fight as well as his UFC stuff. He'll be back. Um, he just, yeah, hasn't, I don't think he's had the offer he wants right now. And he did say, if you read the tweet, mixed martial, mixed martial art rather than art. So I don't know if he that was an easy get out. He, uh, he missed an S off the end, or it's just a, uh, an unfortunate typo for him. But yeah, he mm-hmm. retired a couple of years back and he came back. So uh, he'll be yeah. back again. Yeah, and in the meantime, we've got uh, Molly McCann 
Who's the uh, the rising British star? She is uh, Meatball. She's called um, Meatball yeah, Molly. Uh, Meatball Molly. Yeah, she uh, won her debut on the uh, Big British card last week. We didn't really touch on, did we? Um, yeah, but she's got quite an interesting backstory. If you look a bit more into her and hear hear about her, um, and yeah. yeah, it'd be nice to um, yeah. Women's MMA has definitely uh, come a lot up from the uh, the sort of rise of Ronda Rousey and then the demise of Ronda Rousey, who's now in the uh, WWE. Mm. Um, but no, they, um, they yeah, there's, uh, it's always good fun there. And she was the first British woman to, to win a fight last weekend. And yeah, long may it continue for her. Quite, a, quite an entertaining end, wasn't it? With, um, she was, she was sort of ahead, well, she was ahead, wasn't she? And she looked like she was going to win, and then she bust her eye open. Yeah, they can get um, pretty, pretty bloody in the UFC, and um, yeah, don't do loads about it. And uh, yeah, but she, she held on well, and um, yeah, managed to fight her way through it, and. And it yeah, it'll make it even uh, even flicked the bird as they say and uh, and ran away on the ring on the bell uh, ran away after uh, uh, showing the middle finger to her, um, her opponent and jumping over the fence on the on the bell which I thought was quite funny. Which wasn't wasn't as bad say as a uh, you know a, a Khabib jumping over the uh, over the octagon and uh, attacking the crowd. <laughs> no, true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, yeah ever fun the UFC um, and uh, but yeah we'll um, yeah Conor will be back. Yeah, and uh, and we look forward to it, and we'll uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it when whenever that happens. <laughs> Probably, yeah. A <laughs> um, couple of other things we're just going to quickly look at: um, home nations in, in the football of the weekend. So we briefly mentioned that uh, from a, from a Welsh point of view, it was a, a very well. It was a really good start to um, to our uh, our campaign. Uh, one 0 win over Slovakia. Um, Fifth minute win, uh, fifth minute goal uh, from a young a young side that played. Some some yeah positives to take out of it. It looked um, a couple of times towards the end of the game, sort of a bit very nervy, and the uh, the referee did us a favour in that he uh, <laughs> full time as the ball went out for a corner to Slovakia, uh, much to the uh, um, well, much to the frustration of the uh, the Slovakians. Um, but no, yeah, I'd certainly take that win, and it's a tough group for Wales. Uh, they've got. Hungary and Croatia in the same group, uh, as well as Slovakia. Uh, Hungary beat Croatia on uh, on Tuesday, uh, on Sunday, so um, yeah, it's going to be going to be a tight that, tight group that one. But yeah, um, not, uh, not walking apart for you at all. But um, yeah, so you, you, well, you're you've got a game in hand, but four teams combined on three points already. Um, uh, Azerbaijan probably proving the whipping boys. Yeah, the, but, the um, um, Croatia went uh, went one 0 down to Azerbaijan on uh, on. Thursday, I think that was, um, and ended up coming back and winning two one. But um, yeah, not recovered from the uh, the beating they got in the uh, Nations Cup, have they, Gareth? In the mighty England, <laughs> clearly not. No, um, <laughs> I don't know where Dejan Lovren, the best defender in the world, was, but um, yeah, um, but yeah, maybe a tough group, but not half as tough as the England group, though, is it? Oh, just it's just been one tough group so far, Gareth. Uh, <laughs> Ten, 10 goals scored in two matches. Um, yeah, just uh, just fear for how we're going to go the rest of the campaign. It's all downhill from here. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah the um, yeah we've probably got more to worry about what uh, the abuse our players are getting off the uh, well, well from the stands than we have at the uh, the opposition at the moment. We very much did enjoy Raheem Sterling's response to the fans when he scored the last goal last night. Um, yeah, which was just just pretty grim to be honest. That yeah. was happening. Hopefully. I see the UEFA have already opened up an investigation. They tend to go pretty soft on these things. So it'd be nice to see if they didn't, but I won't hold my breath on that. And I saw 
I don't know if you saw the interview with the Montenegro manager after he looked incredibly uncomfortable as he was getting quizzed by a few of the English journalists on uh, mm. what he'd heard and he eventually, after trying to avoid the question and his other people inside talking for him, he eventually just said, oh, I didn't hear anything. Uh, yeah, of course you didn't. Not, um, not but no, to, well, I'll just say, just on that, not to criticise um, players' reactions for, you know, for being racially abused, but w- w- would it have been better or, or should England have uh, Southgate? Should, Southgate says he heard everything. Uh, he mentioned the press conference afterwards. Should he have um, brought his players off the pitch? I'd, I'd very much support it if he did. It's a very tough one, though, isn't it? Because it depends on the player, and, and some players like Sterling reacting. I don't know, and Danny Rose, he hasn't said a lot, has he? So it's hard to know what he thought. But I mean, you think of the the Kevin Prince Boateng one where he was uh, a couple of years back, where he was, mm. he was getting absolutely abused, and he eventually just walked off and booed the ball in the stands, and, and he got. Didn't he get fined for for walking off the pitch or something ridiculous? So he got fined, uh, and it was just like he didn't really get any support, and he just got to the end of his tether. But it, but at least it, it highlighted the issue. And I, like I say, I'm not suggesting for a moment that um, you know I can't can't criticise someone for doing a, a bad a bad thing with it when they're getting racially abused. Um, but just from an English no, I mean, point of view, yeah. I, I sorry, I mean to cut you off, but it, it's. It's one that you would very much like to see someone take a big stand on, like a Southgate, and be like, I'm not standing for this, don't need to have it. But then you also wonder, could Southgate put a position where Sterling would be like, no, I don't want you, you know, Sterling, Danny Rose, a couple of them could be like, no, don't do this, because we're going to be destroying them, we want to carry on destroying them, let us go and score a couple more goals and, and pay up to the, and, you know, um, let the boo boys hear it kind of thing and just make them look a bit silly like Sterling did. Mm. But, um, Within that, it's it's not necessarily taking a stand, is it? And it's just and how Sterling feels about it is different to how Danny Rose feels about it. So how different, you know, Marcus Rashford Hudson Adoy as might well. feel about it. Hudson Adoy, yeah, who, who looked very handy over the weekend. Like they, he's he's eighteen years old, having to deal with that. Like what? what, what um, well, it's his first um, first start, isn't it? First professional yeah. start. <laughs> like not not Got just on, England, yeah. the first professional game that he's ever played. <laughs> so he I shouldn't think, be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I'm not by any stretch trying to um, criticise England what they did, but just wonder whether had they. Oh, um, I'd love to see it um, mm. for sure. I just, um, I, I, I feel like they probably wouldn't wouldn't get uh, similar to. I say, I worry about referees if they try and take a stand on something and don't get hung out to dry. I feel like Southgate do it. The FA would sort of back him. UEFA would say the game is the most important thing and, and probably find England for walking off or something. Um, mm. And I, I, I don't. And, yeah. I think England. Yeah, I, I don't think they could. I don't. I think if if it had happened, um, if it happens again tomorrow, I think an England walk off. Um, I think it makes it a huge issue. Um, it's not like it, if England were the were the also rounds. If England like with the Scotland, if you like of the uh, of the Euros, <laughs> um, you know, and they, maybe they could have just swept it under the carpet. But if England are, are gubbing teams at the moment and they're in the, the uh, what is it, the semi final of the. Uh, what they're called again League of Nations Nations League of Nations Nations Cup then uh, then yeah what, what, you know that would have been that would have big, been a big headache for UEFA to have to do something and couldn't just sweep it under the carpet um, also I think British um, journalists are known sort of almost around the world I think as being quite or very tenacious and um, yeah not just letting People have an easy ride. Just if they, uh, I think they're quite, no, you know, they're known, they're notorious for uh, for causing issues with them um, when they see things that aren't right. Um, 
So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I suppose maybe it's a conversation that Southgate needs to have with his players, but um, it'd be interesting if they just if they did that next next time and just um, yeah, just walked off. Um, yeah, but, but, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see him fully support if they do. Um, but I can, yeah, I, I, it's a difficult position for Southgate. But if he want, if he wants to take a strong stand on it, um, mm. this, this wouldn't be a bad group to do it because I think no. uh, even if we get if we lose three points, and look like we're about to make him up in other games. I think so. Um, <laughs> uh, we we did touch on Scotland. Should we should we uh, should we laugh at Scotland for a bit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not not a great time for him, is it? Uh, not been a, a glorious with... return for uh, Alex McLeish. <laughs> Struggled with uh, with Kazakhstan, um, but then sort of went to a. Well, they comfortably beat San Marino two 0 So, um, so yeah, maybe all's well with the world again for for Scotland. Yeah, you think they're probably struggling in their group, don't you? Um, but uh, yeah, they proved us wrong in turning around. They haven't qualified since '98, I think, for a national tournament, have they? Um, and then mm. Brazil and the, gave Brazil a good game in the '98 World Cup. Um, but yeah, they're, uh, they've got Belgium and Russia in their group, and, <laughs> and Kazakhstan also proved the problem, didn't it? Um, <laughs> you feel like it could be could be a long, uh, long campaign. Tournament. <laughs> yeah, mm. long campaign. Um, yeah, so I suppose um, the only other thing to, to briefly mention over the uh, over the weekend, just to touch on rugby quickly, is uh, is your team, your uh, Leicester Tigers. Um, well, they're doing really well, aren't they, Jono? We don't have to touch on this, Gareth. I'm quite open to you know. I think we talked about rugby enough over the Six Nations and how that ended. Um, no, yeah, terrible times for Leicester. But they've got. Um, well, do, you, do, you to, do you want to just, want to just say where you are in the league and paint a bit of a picture? We're currently tenth uh, <laughs> out of twelfth, aren't we? Or is it, yeah, nine out of eleven. Tenth out of twelfth uh, on I think it's thirty-two points. Um, we've just a Newcastle uh, below us who have struggled all season and. Uh, also Worcester, sorry, we're on 34, Worcester on 32, and Newcastle on 29. Mm. But you get four points for a win in uh, Rugby Union. So, very much, and you can get bonus points for uh, yeah, for tries you score and for uh, for the amount you lose by. So, yeah, very much um, in the thick of the relegation fight. And Leicester uh, are a team with a very proud history, been one of the most successful teams in English history and always been... Uh, for a long week, we qualified for the, the top four for a, a number of years in a row. Uh, mm. Up until last year, and, and now we're in the relegation dogfight, and uh, yeah, it's it's not looking great. I watched us on Friday against Northampton. Um, yeah, we we're at home. I was thinking, yeah, probably probably be a tough game. It's the the big the big East Midlands derby. Um, usually a a lively affair, but I thought we'd probably nick a result. We, we absolutely <laughs> hammered. It finished twenty nine fifteen, but that was wasn't a particularly fair reflection on it. Um, and yeah, a side that's uh, not quite what it was, but still a side with a lot of uh, internationals and a lot of high-paid players, the likes of George Ford, Mano Tuolangi, Ellis Genge, Dan Cole, to talk about your England boys, um, as well as some international players are, um, yeah, are, are struggling to uh, to <laughs> survive in the Premiership, really. It will, um, will be quite a shock. The only thing I can hope, Gary, is if, if the Leicester are uh, faced with relegation, that suddenly the, the talk <laughs> the trap door shuts. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the ring fence of the Premiership. Something that could come in. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, but no, not uh, not a good period. We have got uh, a couple of games against. Uh, we'll go right away at Newcastle um, later on, which will be a big game. We've also got uh, Bristol and Bath at home, which I think are both be games we need to look at as potential wins for us. So I think we'll probably just have enough to survive. And I'll probably predict Worcester to go down, as uh, I think Newcastle had a bit of a resurgence. And mm. but yeah, not uh, for. A, you know, proud club of Leicester have always been 
far out the other end of the table to be down here is is not the best. No, well, well, I'll I'll uh, try and suppress my grins and uh, we'll see how it uh, how it pans out for the rest of the season. Um, yeah. And then just lastly, before we uh, before we finish for today, um, just going to touch on cricket. We've got the the cricket World Cup coming on the one day internationals uh, coming up in the end of May. I think it starts, isn't it? 20th of May, something like that. England it open does, against uh, South Africa. How uh, so? To so the format is, is ten teams. Um, it's that uh, they they uh, the cricket World Cup has, has never <laughs> has never had probably that consistent a format for for a, for a few years. It had um, <laughs> one one called the Super Six, which was a couple of teams would qualify and then go into sort of a second groupish stage where they play a bit of round robins and then they go through to the semis and. and uh, Finals, um, and I think before that they had different ones or just groups qualified. But it, it's always varied a bit. The England World, uh, sorry, the England, the Cricket World Cup. This year, what they're doing is deciding to get everyone to play everyone in a big, mm. massive league format. So ten teams all playing each other, and then the top four teams basically go through that and make a semi-final to lead to a final. Um, I suppose a good thing with that is that you think the top four teams should get through, and you know, just one big shock. Um, shouldn't rule out um, if you remember a few years back England getting beat by the might of Ireland that famous mm. cricket nation um, Owen Morgan yeah, did, was uh, regretting the uh, the team he chose he was um, but he just had a sad time throwing but uh, yeah you, you think that that would probably lead to the four best teams coming out which uh, which think England will be one um, England whilst the test form is, is very up and down um, one day cricket has been um been sort of the big success of this current coach's tenor really and he's turned from a, a team that was always a bit nervy and uh, not particularly attacking or aggressive to um, a very aggressive uh, all out hitting side who are, are capable of blitzing any score um, and yeah with it being at home we are we are the favourites for it Did England struggle a little bit with Windies though? We did um, the, the one day less so than the uh, than the um, Test the that test. We, we got beaten. Uh, the one days I think we end up in a draw. Um, but yeah, no, we're, we're not unbeatable, and it's always, um, it, you know, it's good fun because uh, we look like we're capable of, of knocking off any total. But yeah, well, the good thing about a 50 over game is, is it can take one big standout performance, um, one big innings, one magical bowling performance, and they can win you the game. So I think we'll, we'll go very well. But you know, India have always got a strong one day side. Australia, um, if they, you know, their players are off their. Uh, Salting uh, or sawdusting bands now. Yeah, David, um, well, David Warner's back, isn't he? Yeah, and he's, he's well, well, was a very good one-day player before he banned, so I'm sure he'll probably be a drag back in. And then, yeah, you think India, Australia, and England are probably the three favourites to, to get semi-finals, and then it can be any one of a number of sides. See, Windies are out at, uh, you can get them at 18 to 1 at the moment, and the way mm. they played and the sort of game breakers they've got on their side, that'd be, that's an interesting bet at that price. Mm. Um, is there any but, bets on uh, uh, how many times Gale knocks the uh, the ball out the out the ground? Uh, no, I think he. I imagine he'd uh, probably be uh, up there for the, the top sixes. Uh, <laughs> it would uh, would be a decent bet. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's at twenty to one for top batsman of the tournament. So uh, if there you, you go. You need to be very consistent though, as Gale likes to sort of pick and choose his spots there, wouldn't he? But um, it'd be an interesting bet that you've got <laughs> quite a lot of games over there, really. Uh, yeah. But it should be fun. Uh, it's proven a real struggle to get tickets for. There was some more that went on resale the other week. Still couldn't get any. Um, yeah. So we have to enter the uh, the town market for that. Um, yeah. But no, it should be good fun and hopefully um, 
Catcher's Nation, uh, you know, is the, is not the quickest form of the game. We've got T20 for that now. Mm. Um, but 50 over quick is, is quick enough that you can keep interested. Hopefully, you can get on a bit of a roll and uh, probably get behind them. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I've got a couple of friends who are going to the um, the opening uh, the opening game. So uh, yeah, all the best uh, to England there. I'm sure our friends on the uh, the Convict Island. Uh, I'm sure they uh, they would they'd rather rather see uh, Australia pick up the uh, the trophy in front of the English fans. Um, probably like the irony of David Warner picking up the uh, the trophy in front of uh, it, would it be at Lords the final? I assume. Yeah, final at Lords. Uh, it would that would be very good. But um, yeah, I think English fans, as soon as the big Aussie Australian scandal happened, we're already starting to do things in the stand, and we haven't had them over here since. We're having them soon after the World Cup for the Ashes. Um, but yeah, mm. I think um, I think we'll probably start the uh, the banter early and um, get our sawdust. Uh, sorry, get our. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, get our uh, cutouts out for that, so that should be good fun. And um, yeah, try and make the Australian's life as difficult as possible. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, yeah, I did say lastly, cricket. Maybe just well, there's not really. Let's um, Maybe we'll we'll preview the uh, the football uh, for the Premier League. There's not really that many bigger games uh, other than uh, Liverpool play Spurs. Um, probably That's the, the biggest. Probably... Yeah, it'd be nice if uh, Spurs could take some more points off you. Uh, you, you. Do you see that happening? Um, no. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> I think I think Liverpool are, are too good at home. Um, if it was a, if it was away, then maybe there's a Spurs have sort of been a bit more resurgent recently, but they haven't. <laughs> they've been good in the Champions League, but they've been uh, not great in the league. Um, they've got a still got a, a very thin squad. Uh, I think a few of our boys uh, managed to uh, pick up sick notes to uh, to save themselves travelling around the world with their international teams. So um, the likes of Mo Salah didn't travel anywhere. Um, uh, Trent Alexander was uh, suddenly out, wasn't he? Yeah, the um, <laughs> the other one that did was uh, Robertson had a um, had to go to the dentist, so I thought he ruled himself out of the uh, of going abroad, and then suddenly saw him appearing at the uh, the San Marino game. So um, yeah, maybe it wasn't. The toothache—he uh, got over that pretty quickly. But, did get uh, a note, did he, for uh, to show to his manager to get out of PE? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we quite a bit of everyone. There. All the local players uh, got their notes signed, but um, but there we go. Um, yeah, so it's, it's going to be a, a, an interesting couple of weeks, or well, sort of week or so, really, because City play Fulham away and then Cardiff at home. Which you imagine, if that's not six points, then um, then there's something really wrong. Uh, and Liverpool got Spurs at home, so Liverpool definitely got the uh, the tougher of the the fixtures over the next uh, ten days or so. But yeah, you got the points in hand though, haven't you? Burning yeah, hands worth two in the bush. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I don't think it will be this week where um, City slip up. For, no. for honest, no, definitely not. Right, uh, Jono, enjoyed that. Enjoyed our little uh, happy hour of debating uh, random sports uh, like uh, cricket. <laughs> um, yeah, and we'll see you. See you next week. See you next week. All right, thanks so much. Cheers.